Hello and welcome to Metaphorically Speaking with me, Delia Delore, the podcast where we dissect popular mottos, mantras and metaphors, tracing their origins and finding how they translate to everyday life. Each week we have a special guest who resonates with their chosen expression. How's your week been? Lots of changes around the world and lots of renewed talks about the Delta trait and even about UFOs and also about a hospital, I can't remember the state, but it was in the US, where the doctor said that 100% of their patients who were there because of COVID did not have the vaccination. That was alarming to me. Anyway, on to this week's show. Our metaphor this week is teamwork makes the dream work. And we found out that this isn't really the complete metaphor. We've been shortening it and we've actually taken away the core of its true meaning. This week's guest, Kanita Snack, is trying to encourage a team of people to support her goal of raising 10,000 US dollars in 100 days. It's for her past school to be properly equipped That's quite a feat. But by living by this week's quote, she can make it if we pull together as a team. Let's take a deep dive now into the phrase and see just how teamwork makes any kind of dream work. Not many people are aware that the full quote is, dream work makes the team work. But a vision becomes a nightmare when the leader has a big dream and a bad team. American clergyman John C. Maxwell wrote a book titled Teamwork Makes the Dream Work, in which you can find this quote. The book is a warm approach to the idea that only by working in a team will you fulfill your dreams. The focus of his book is on realizing one's dream and achieving these goals by working in teams. As you may know, clergymen are either priests, ministers, or religious leaders, so you can understand the importance that they lay on group cohesiveness due to their work within congregations and their communities. The phrase also outlines the way in which he understands God and the importance of religion in making God's plans come to life. Here's Maxwell discussing his ideas a little further. And I would like to talk to you on the principle of collaboration, which is a higher level than cooperation. You see, when I cooperate with you, that means I sit down and we work together. But when I collaborate with you, we sit down and I want to work with you and get together. There's a difference between us just getting together and cooperating, that's good, and wanting to get together and wanting to cooperate. It's that want that makes collaboration such a higher level word and a higher level walk than just cooperation. And what I've discovered is this. I've never collaborated with anyone that's good that they didn't make me better. The idea of the validity of a team on its own isn't necessarily a common thought. We often think about the importance of a good leader to pull a group together to achieve their goal. But this isn't always the case. Moving away from religion and thinking about the COVID pandemic, a lot of us have been coming together to show our appreciation of certain groups. I think we missed 
clapping for our National Health Service to show unanimity and team spirit is something not unique to the UK. Countries all across the world have joined together in unison to clap for all the servicemen and women who have played such a huge role in protecting us against the virus. Everyone has understood the necessity of these groups and banded together to show support for them. In turn, this encouragement has helped the care workers feel motivated and of course appreciated during their truly difficult service. However, there's no denying that it is the strength of a united team that has led to this, not necessarily the work of one leader banding us together. With a strong team and a not so strong leader, teams can still succeed. Here's the medical staff of UC Health in Colorado discussing their experiences over the past year. It is exhausting, but it is also exhilarating. But this is exactly what we train for. We've got a job to do, and we're the people to do it. I will say I've never seen more teamwork, more support of each other than I have right now. It is nothing but trying to figure out how do we get through this together. We care so much. I'm going to be an advocate for a patient today and I'm going to try and put a human touch on this whole situation. Patients that are vented can still respond and follow commands, and they get teary-eyed when they hear family. There are some families that say, can I call at the same time every day? And the answer is yes. One way that we can keep up the great work is by getting the COVID vaccine to help protect not only ourselves, but those around us. It was because of scientists all across the whole world working against the clock that vaccines have been created that will save further loss of life. And because of the amazing doctors and nurses who are fighting hard to ensure we all get our best shot against the virus. My guest, Kanita Snack, was born in the 238-square-mile island of St. Lucia and resides and works in education in the UK. She wanted to give back to the school she loved in one of the most beautiful parts of the island, Sufra. Stay with us. Maybe you can help and spread the word. Welcome to the show, Kanita. Tell us about the Sufra GoFundMe Smart Class Appeal. Well, Delia... We at the Sufra Comprehensive Secondary School, current students, past students, current staff, past staff, we are hoping and we are attempting to raise a hundred thousand US dollars in a hundred days to build, equip, and retrofit a smart classroom. And where did the idea originate from? This idea came into being because a group of students from 1991 who were due to celebrate the 30th um, anniversary of graduating from the Super Comprehensive Secondary School had contacted the school and the head teacher at the time was Miss Crescentia Combi to ask what it is that we could do to give back. Mrs. Combi then indicated that there was a room and she had some equipment 
for a smart classroom and what she felt was most needed to improve the educational experiences of these children was for us to build a smart classroom. Now, as the plans materialized, most of the fundraising activities would have been held in St. Lucia, fun run walks and a series of activities, but we kind of got stalled because of the pandemic. And one of the activities at the time was alongside the activities that were going to be happening in St. Lucia, there was a suggestion that we have a GoFundMe link to send to persons, friends of St. Lucia's, St. Lucia visitors, friends of Sufre, who live outside of St. Lucia, who can't participate in the fundraising activities in St. Lucia, they would then be able to support uh, using the GoFundMe link. But as mass gatherings and mass celebrations and all of that became more restricted, we then need to rely on the GoFundMe account. Having spoken to Mrs. Combi again, we agreed that because again of COVID, many people have lost their jobs, people are out of work, the economy is not the same. It may not be possible, just as class of 1991, we'd have to look at this from a broader sense. We'd need to invite and get everyone who has attended the Super Comprehensive School who knows someone from the super comprehensive school who has not even attended the school but come to Soufre. And we need to embrace this and make it a national, international appeal because it would not be possible for just one year group to get these funds among themselves. So that is how we decided to go out with this. And the reason why we are doing this is that we know that solutions tend to be so academic. We know through our Nobel laureates, having two Nobel laureates per capita, the most from any country, we know about the academic and intellectual prowess of a St. Lucian people. But we also know that we are a small island developing state. And we know that financially, we do not have the resources to compete with the big eight countries and other countries outside the Caribbean. One of the ways we could compete is if we have the IT resources in a centralized place, in a school, children would be able to be taught. And that way, our children are able to stand shoulder to shoulder with those other children in the global employable market. We need to make sure that our children cannot only compete intellectually, they have the IT resources and the IT, the digital literacy capabilities to do so. And that is why we are doing it. We know that our children, education is so important and St. Lucian children are passionate about education. So it is no longer just about your intelligence. We need to give them the tools and the resources. And quite frankly, our small island do not have it. And how can our listeners help? Well, you know how it is. Teamwork makes dream work. And we believe in this. So listeners are able to help in a number of ways. They could raise awareness. We understand that not everyone has the financial capabilities right now to contribute, but raising the awareness and sharing, mobilizing people to support the venture. Listeners who are able to donate, and we're hoping that many of the listeners are able, listeners who are able could contribute in at least trying to get the children a digital literacy experience on par with the rest of the island, the rest of the world. But you also mentioned teamwork there. Teamwork makes the dream work. Which is your chosen metaphor? Can you tell us how this is reflected in your life or your fundraising experience so far? 
there are so many examples I could talk about my life, but I would I could talk about this current experience. When we started this campaign, it was just my current year group. And then I took the dream, the idea to one person, Miss Combi at the time. Like I said, she was the acting head teacher. And then we went through to the teachers at the school. And then teachers said, I am interested. This is really good. The first meeting started with five people. And every week as we carried on inviting people to those virtual meetings, we had as many as 50 people attending, wanting to listen, wanting to share. And this for me, I feel that, yes, we haven't reached our goal and I know we will, but the sense of, of community togetherness, this is totally an example of the dream work. And again, I say, we haven't reached our target, but it is so positive that I know that come July 27, we would have reached our goal and more. We caught up with Carnita recently to see how the fundraising campaign is coming along. And here's what she had to say. Carnita, can you give us an update on your fundraising efforts? The good news, we have managed to raise 4,052 US dollars of our 100,000 US dollar target. So that's really good. And we so far, we want to thank everybody who has contributed to that. I'd also like to thank everybody who has promised, especially those who created the I Am Super Comprehensive videos. I want to thank everyone who created the videos and have pledged to support. But I just want to turn my attention to everybody else out there who may have heard of the drive and may not know that we have a July 24th deadline. And I'm urging everybody to try to come on as little as they can, because it's really important that we begin to make more of a difference in the lives of the children who are attending our schools and to make sure that they are equipped, just as every other child globally is equipped. So I'm hoping for your network, we could reach people as far and wide as possible. It's on the GoFundMe account. All we need to do is to type in the super comprehensive secondary school smart classroom appeal. It's going to come up and just to follow the instructions there, they could go to the Bank of St. Lucia and the account number is 901-520064 and they could make their contributions there. And all they need to do is to write that it's for the GoFundMe classroom. That's all they need to write. Most importantly, every school in Sufre has either a box or a jar where anybody could just go into the school and they're able to put in their contributions there. We also have boxes at Schwarzel Credit Union in Sufre and at Aeroline Supermarket. So I am hoping and I'm pledging, I'm asking people to try to contribute as much as they can, as little as they can, as much as they can. Kanita, as you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, we have the opportunity now to make life better for our children. Please make a donation. Kanita has told you exactly what to do if you're in St. Lucia. And if you are not in St. Lucia, you go to the GoFundMe page. And if you don't remember that, people, go onto the Metaphorically Speaking Facebook page and the information will be there. So, Kanita, I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for joining us today. Delia, thank you so much for having me. And everybody, just please, let's get this going. Let's make a difference in the lives of the children. Thank you, Delia. 
Wasn't that a person with passion? Quite a team leader. Let's find out more about our metaphor, teamwork makes the dream work. From us all clapping our doctors and nurses to cheering on our national football teams, the Euros are in town and it's our chants, cheers and claps that build team spirit and give confidence to the touring teams. It is important that a squad works well together and acts as a well-oiled machine for them to be successful. Each player shares the same goal and it is their leader that reminds them of this. Without good management, the club may fall apart. Here's Jose Mourinho inspiring the Tottenham Hotspurs. Come on! For me it's very, very simple. The most important thing, not in football, for me, in life, is courage. Honesty, good feelings, friendship, that's the most important thing in life and in football. We lost a game, we have a game to play, we have to go with balls, with courage, with good feelings, being positive, being friends, being family. That's the most important thing in life and in football. Let's go together boys, come on! For those of you who followed the recent European Super League's fiasco, you may be interested in the film Moneyball. It is a biographical baseball drama based on a book with the same name. The story is all about the importance of creating a strong and talented team, in particular focusing on its existing squad instead of the need for money to fill it in with the most expensive players. But how? Well, Moneyball is all about the history of baseball analysis or sabermetrics. Sabermetrics is the science of taking and studying in-game baseball data to answer specific questions a team may have. It's by this careful and obsessive work that an all-excellent team can be put together instead of simply throwing money at the issue. This moving story has inspired many young minds to look to a career in baseball management as it has shown that with great determination and skill, amazing things can happen. Here's a snippet from the movie in which two of the leads come up with a new way to evaluate their squad. So using this equation on the upper left right here, I'm projecting that we need to win at least 99 games in order to make it to the postseason. We need to score at least 814 runs in order to win those games and allow no more than 645 runs. What's this? This is the code that I've written for our year-to-year -year projections. This is building in all the intelligence that we have to project players. Okay. It's about getting things down to one number. Using the stats the way we read them, we'll find value in players that nobody else can see. People are overlooked for a variety of biased reasons and perceived flaws. Age, appearance, personality. Bill James and mathematics cut straight through that. Billy, of the 20,000 notable players for us to consider, I believe that there is a championship team of 25 people that we could afford because everyone else in baseball undervalues them. Like an island of misfit toys. Hopefully in today's episode, you've come to understand how teamwork really does make the dream work. 
As long as you have a dedicated, passionate group of people all aiming for the same goal and a strong-minded, informed leader to take the reins, any goal can be met. It's no secret that this week's quote is one of those undeniably true phrases. Seeing how it's applied in all walks of life, from sports to science, it's handy for us to remember when we're at work or at home. So if you're feeling a little blue because the people around you aren't supporting you as they should, think of this week's metaphor. Teamwork makes the dream work. And see if you can whip your own team into shape. It only takes one great leader if your squad isn't as united as they ought to be. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Metaphorically Speaking. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page where you can see all the details if you would like to help our guest, Conita Snack, to raise $100,000 so that she can help the Soufraire Comprehensive Secondary School in St. Lucia to be equipped with a smart classroom. Time is of the essence. Unfortunately, most times it's only as adults that we remember and realize just how precious our school days were. So please, if you can help, it would be truly appreciated, even if it's just five pounds. You know, sometimes you get this uh, troubling feeling that there's a song, there's something in your head and you just can't get it. I've been thinking about, I know there was a promo or an ad in the Caribbean when I was a child and it said something like school days are happy happy days well it's been bugging me so I had to find out where it came from and I actually found the original song and it was an oldie goldie calypso by the mighty sparrow in 1972 yes the one and only mighty sparrow I'm going to leave you with it now and hope that it brings back some memories so you can help the Soufraire Comprehensive Secondary School in St Lucia don't forget, if you'd like to suggest a metaphor for an upcoming show, you can reach us at delia at metaphoricallyspeaking.uk and we'd love you to share the show with your friends or leave a review on colourful.com or on our podcast, Metaphorically Speaking, which is on Apple, Spotify and all major streaming platforms. We depend on you to help us grow so we can produce the best content for you to enjoy. And don't forget, whilst you're there, to subscribe on the podcast. Join us for another metaphor next week. I'm Delia Delore. As always, please keep safe. Goodbye. Sister stay, so little boy run down quick. A breeze between two mountain 
water lay down and water stand up cane. His sweet, sweet cane. Them was happy days. Really happy days. School days was happy, happy days. Thanks for listening to Metaphorically Speaking, created by Delia Delore Productions, with original distribution by Colourful. This episode was hosted and produced by Delia Delore, segments written by Imogen Kappelman, script supervisor Sabina Laochopra Garcia, production assistance and social media graphics by Odua Osemwenke, The final program was edited by Sean Price and social media videos by Ernie Deneve and social media direction and videos by Yuri Maniz-Tarone.